And what, what, what I'm going to do in my few remaining moments is the, the lecture is posted, the PowerPoint is posted already on the website. Uh, what I'm going to do is just is take, take you through it very briefly to show you what's, uh, what's in there for this evening. And so in, in five or seven minutes, let me show you what is uh, in, uh, uh, on the website for, uh, for tonight's lecture. Uh, what, uh, what I do in the PowerPoint is I give you some cases of Latin and Greek morphology that we still use today. Uh, a lot of it is things like singulars and plurals. So we uh, see radius, radii, stimulus, stimuli, and then we run into words like Stradivarius that have similar en endings. It raises the question, well, what's the plural there? If you look it up in the dictionary, it actually isn't Stradivari E or Stradivari I. It's Stradivari, which is uh, an Italian word. Um, octopus. We treat octopus as if it was like alumnus. So we have octopi. And that's wrong because octopus comes from Greek, the P-U-S is the Greek for foot, and the root, the root for put, foot is P-O-D. And so the correct plural for octopus is a Greek plural, octopodes, believe it or not. Octopodes, P-O-D-E-S. Um, other suffixes, so quantum, has uh, plural quanta, uh, and then, uh, so part of this paradigm uh, is data is a plural. What's the singular corresponding to data? Datum, originally. Of course, now we talk about my data is, my data is accurate, my data isn't accurate. Uh, and so uh, why have we done that? Why have we identified data as a singular? Because it doesn't end in S. And if it doesn't end in S, how could it possibly be plural? All right, that's the reasoning that we do. Uh, we have another whole group. This is the feminine group. So uh, alumnae, uh, vertebrae, and so on. And these have plurals in uh, uh, algae, which we always see in the plural, has a plural. Alga, actually, you'll find it in the dictionary. I know you didn't know that. There's yet another paradigm, the third declension of Latin. <clears throat> and we have appendix, has plural appendices, or appendixes. There's a mis a typo there. And so dominatrix, you've probably never, never uh, seen the plural of this because they only, they don't come in pairs, do they? Maybe <laughs> but uh, the, the plural is formed just like appendices, so dominatrices. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, with Greek, <clears throat> Greek on is cognate with the Latin U-M, the U-M of quantum has the plural quanta in Latin. Greek had O-N. It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a back vowel plus a nasal consonant. Really the same ending historically as the U-M of Latin. And the plural in this, in, of, of these is the same in Greek. It's an ah. <clears throat> Phenomena originated as a plural term. There is a singular that is, belongs to this paradigm, a phenomenon, but often we hear people referring to a phenomena or a criteria. That's historically incorrect, but that's where the language is going. Why? 
these guys don't end in an S. How could they possibly be plural? Therefore, they must be singular. Again, that's the, the same reasoning that we see. Uh, more along the same lines, verb morphology we do in the, in the text. Um, and then the rest is just uh, funny little stuff. Uh, 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 this is about the, uh, the, the diminutive ending that, that, uh, that Matt mentioned that we talked about last week. <clears throat> we have the L-E and E-L of cudgel and battle and so on. I mentioned molecule and so on. There's one more addition to that list, I-L, uh, which we, uh, so the, these blocks uh, under the cornice here, they look like, they look, the rows of little bricks, they look like teeth. And so they're called dentals, little teeth. That's the, the origin of it. As it comes, comes, from, uh, comes from French. French simplified, got rid of the hard consonants in, consonants in Latin, and eventually this, this uh, uh, got distilled into our ending I-L, which we get not only in dental, but also in lentil. So lentil, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the thing that we eat is a small lens, a small lens, like, uh, like a lens. It's shaped, it's shaped like the lens of an eye or a lens of a, uh, an optical lens, all right? So we have all of these different forms of the, uh, the, uh, the diminutive mor morpheme, some of which are historically related to uh, the others. Uh, and, uh, and we can see how these suffixes were used to form lots of new words, including uh, Matt's last name. That means little trend, he told us. Okay. Um, and then uh, just a little, I, I looked up the, the, some of the latest additions to the, uh, to the dictionary, the hoodie, zombie, crunk is one that I had to read. I, I'd sort of encountered it, but I never knew what it meant. Um, uh, of course, that could go on and on. But, okay. <clears throat> uh, um, I just encountered this in a review. Okay. So, you know, uh, the, the meaning of words is changing all the time. We see that time and again in your papers. You, you show that beautifully. Um, here's the case where someone, so, someone is using the word in a way that I've just never seen. I have no idea what they meant. So ambient, ambient okay, ambient means on either side or around or something. Ambient means like surrounding. And so I think they're saying the decor is all around you in this restaurant. I believe that. Uh, that's, that's what I... Uh, I would, I would say it, the ambient genre of music, like ambient like music, oh. music, you know, you'd say, uh, okay. I see, all right, oh, okay, interesting, um, last, the last thing, and then, and then I'll, uh, uh, I'll, 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 uh, <laughs> I'll leave you. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you after this. There's, there's, there'll be a little more on, on the website, uh, but uh, your doctor offers you a choice of operations. You can have a nephrotomy, a nephrostomy, or a nephrectomy. Which one should you choose? <laughs> okay. Uh, help me. Uh, help me figure out uh, which which would be the easiest. Which would cost. Which would be the most cost-effective? Okay. So nephra, kidney, kidney. Okay, nephrotomy, T-O-M. 
So it's to cut, uh, to cut into the, the kidney, to make an incision into it. Nephrostomy, kidney stom, S-T-O-M. It's, it's the root that we get in stomach, but it doesn't mean, stomach is a, a metaphor for mouth. Okay, the mouth is, is what, this is Greek here, okay. Mouth is what things go into, and the stomach is, okay, metaphorically, that's where things go. So it's to make an opening, okay, make a mouth into the kidney. So the first one making the incision. Second one's opening it up. Third one, nephrectomy. We have the tom, means cut. What does the ek add? Out. Taking, okay, so taking it out. So that's the difference between the three. Do you want an incision? you want it to be opened? Or do you want it to be, uh, be removed? Right. Uh, <clears throat> the rest I won't go through uh, with you. But there's a bunch of salsa names. Uh, if you, we talked about uh, word formation. We also talked about some uh, brand names. Uh, with salsa, salsa, salsa in this country is uh, made by some big producers. But there are literally hundreds of locally produced salsa brands where uh, the producers are just left to their own imagination, not only in coming up with a formula, but also coming up with a name. And their imagination just goes crazy. So these, these examples, these are found offensive in Chicago, of all places, <laughs> where the people are not easily offended. But uh, there are a couple slides of Kaboom hot sauce and hot love bottle, the bomb hot sauce, um, uh, hot sauce from hell, and so on. Just really, really, really funny. Some of them are rather obscene, uh, Rastafire, and so on. But just uh, uh, just take a look at them on the web. They're, they're a real blast. And some of them you can actually get locally. What's the one, Matt? That you, what's the one? Okay, yeah, okay. It's unspeakable. Okay. Uh, it just is old. They get worse. All right. Uh, this, this is the end. Uh, so on the, on the, we talked about metaphors and how we're just drawn to look at the world metaphorically and, and use words metaphorically. That leads us to cliches. So all of these, all of these expressions are cliches. Uh, they're, they're metaphors. So at one point, they were creative. They seemed imaginative, but they've been used so often that they don't seem creative now. In fact, quite the opposite. And so the thought I'd like to leave you with is use the kind of creativity that uh, our, our students used in their papers. Use the sort of creativity that uh, uh, people who used in coming up with salsa names so that the kinds of metaphors that you use are ones that you've never heard before. And, and a good example is a poem by Walt Whitman where uh, none of the expressions that, uh, that you encounter there are probably expressions that, that you've uh, ever encountered before. All right? So with that, I'm, uh, I'm going to leave uh, and uh, leave you to the, uh, the, the different exercises and so on. Uh, but thank you all for coming. It's been just a joy for me to, uh, to be here with you. I wish we had uh, left more time for your papers. Uh, and. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to send you, those of you who, uh, who did papers for the course, I'm going to send you a note asking for permission to post them on the website. And uh, just let me, let me know if you say yes. I'll post them there so others can see. But thank, uh, thanks you all for your participation and for making this so much fun. All right? Hope to see you again. Bye.